We are Curtis Jackson, Jaden Allen. We play defensive back from South Fort Carson. We are the class of 2022, and you are listening to Playmaker Corners. Corners. Appreciate y'all. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Playmaker's Corner podcast. And we have some very special guests today. We're jumping back into interviews. This is our first interview of the season following the Josh Bates one. But this one's going to be a little different because we have a couple of players at the same time from our top five list. And if you guys would like to introduce yourself, what position you play, what school you played for, and, yeah, what class you're in. Uh, you know me, Curtis Lee Jackson III, uh, found for Carson, class 2022. What's up, guys? Uh, I'm Jaden Allen, uh, class of 2022, uh, safety, and uh, I play corner. Uh, found for Carson High School. Yes, sir. And they are both, you know, members of our top five cornerback list here. If you haven't listened to that, go ahead and give a listen for a full breakdown on their game, which we will be talking about here shortly. But before we get into the nitty gritty details of football, uh, we just I just want to ask you guys, what's your favorite sports experience or memory while playing? You know, this could be a specific play. This could be a specific game. Or, you know, this could even be outside of football. You know, I think uh, Arden Walker, he talked about like a basketball memory, but just any memory while playing in sports that, you know, you think of, you know, playing sports and you just think straight to that. I got to say my pick six from my junior year when Jaden tackled him, I got the pick six. Probably the best one I got. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Uh, me and CJ have been playing together for quite a quite a bit so uh when we made that play is just like i guess that was the first time that me and him actually uh really played you know in the secondary same side same situation and we made a big play together so uh that's my brother so we made a big play so i always think of that play too and uh, i'm pretty sure we saw that on both of your highlight reels so you know it was a fun play to watch for both coach v and myself so uh you know and I guess kind of speaking on that, you know, what was your guys, you know, reaction to our evaluation of your game? You know, whether it was things that you agreed with, maybe things that you didn't agree with and kind of, you know, what it was like listening to a podcast about your game and just your, you know, football career at Fountain Fort Carson. I thought it was pretty good. And um, I like how y'all said he gets interceptions and all that. Uh, one thing I disagree is I, I catch any interception, even if it's not even on the tip pass. I mean, that's the only thing. But uh, it was pretty good after that. I like it. Yeah, I respect the evaluation, uh, you know, putting my versatility in there. You know, I play a lot, a lot of spots, you know, on the defense and the secondary. I respect it. Only thing I have is, you know, the physical part. I'm a pretty physical guy if you watch the whole tape. But uh, this year I was – and last year, you know, that was a lot of my tape. I've been nursing the shoulder injury. and I'm going to get an MRI. Um, so – like next week, I was just at the doctor today, and he just got my referral to go get an MRI. So you know, I felt like that hindered me a little bit, but uh, I'm a pretty physical guy if it comes to it. And that's why we love to have you on the show because you know, a you kind of get to talk your truth and say things that we didn't know, like you know, we didn't know about the whole shoulder thing, and we're glad that you're finally getting that checked out, you know, and uh, just kind of staying your case here and just giving that open space because you know we're receptive to you know feedback and stuff like that and it helps us and it helps the next players after you guys so we appreciate you talking on that and you know you talked about how that one play with the with the tackle that leads to a pick six is you know you guys both hold that very dear to yourself and you guys are brothers you know often on the field and i guess we we were curious on like did you guys kind of start football at the same time and like how has playing football been a positive impact not only for you know on the field chemistry but for your guys's friendship off the field and just kind of talk us through your guys's you know friendship and journey as students friends and high level football players well me and jamie playing football since like probably third or fourth grade you know we had that chemistry when we were like little little so we know like what we like we know that he likes so we know how to like communicate well um to be honest i knew Jaden, and he's a he's a beast on the field but off the field, our chemistry is a lot stronger than on the field. He's always at our house. I'm always at his house. We always hang out. It's always we're always together. You know where we go. We hang out together. So every time we hang out, it always gets stronger. So. 
Yeah, uh, actually, the second grade, me and CJ started playing together. So uh, we've been playing together. His dad been my coach since I was little. That's like my dad. So uh, me and CJ, yeah, we run deep with each other. We basically, you know, brothers. Um, and, you know, me and CJ got chemistry. You know, y'all watch, you know, the Washington game when Payne and Allen was fighting. You know, me and CJ done got into fights on the field. And, you know, next play, you know, we laughing and joking with each other. But, you know, that's just on the field, but off the field, you know, we like brothers. They say we a package deal. So if you come with him, you got to come with me too. So, uh, yeah, that's my that's my real deal, brother. Hey, that's awesome to hear. And, you know, that's, you know, it, we could suspect things like that. But hearing you guys talk about it and just hearing the passion and the love that you guys share for football and, you know, just as brothers, like you said, that's uh, that's something really special. And, you know, we appreciate you guys sharing that. So. Now I'm going to pass it over to Simon and talk about, you know, some in-game experiences and uh, program experiences that you guys have also gotten to share and uh, further evaluation on that. Yeah, uh, honestly, I loved hearing that. It's very obvious that y'all are super close, not just y'all, but I mean, everyone in that secondary over at Fountain Fort Carson, because honestly, y'all had some very big signature games these last two years. I'm including this last season and the COVID season. But just to name off a couple quarterbacks here that y'all got some, uh, you know, interceptions and turnovers against, gave some trouble here. But last year, of course, y'all played Braden Dorman. He's a four-star quarterback, top 10 in the entire country, by the way. And y'all gave him a lot of troubles. That was probably his most difficult game to watch because you could tell he just wasn't. I mean, he was just a young guy, right? And so y'all took advantage of that and did y'all's thing there. Um, in the semifinal game, I want to say right before state um, in the playoffs last year, y'all also went up against three-star quarterback and our number one rated senior quarterback from last year, Luke McAllister of Palmer Ridge. You know, there are some times that he looked a little bit flustered out there. You know, he was trying some guys deep and uh, we know all about the receivers they had at Palmer Ridge, including Anthony Costanzo, who was our number one safety this year. Could have been our number one receiver this year if we really wanted to rank him there. Um, Caden Dudley as well. You know, they had a whole bunch of dudes over there on that Palmer Ridge team, and y'all kept it pretty close. That defense of y'all's, um, I mean, y'all y'all balled out. You know, that was a very close game, and that was a game that I wish I was physically at, but I wasn't able to go because of COVID and all that. Um, and so I watched that one live as it was happening, and that really impressed me and put me on to y'all. And then more recently this year, y'all did play Jayzo Riley, the fourth from Golden. Um, he is not ranked, but he's definitely somebody who should be. He's probably a three-star, four-star guy. I know Florida State is really trying to recruit him here. And, uh, you know, leading into that playoff game, I'm not even going to lie. We did pick him because he was kind of the hot hand and whatnot. We knew about y'all's defense, but we were like, yeah, we'll see if he could do something against y'all. And y'all proved us wrong and pretty much forced us i felt like we had to because i i wanted to put some respect in, on y'all's name but forced us to really give y'all an apology which we don't do and we were probably not gonna do again but that was an extremely impressive game y'all like y'all gave him a lot of trouble there's nowhere to go with the ball um and that's nothing on jr4 or anything like that there's just nowhere to go with the ball if you if you wanted to he could have forced it you know in some places here or there but that might have been an interception or just another pass deflection here. And so um, y'all really did a good job there. But I wanted to ask y'all, what was it like playing against, you know, some of the elite quarterbacks, not only in the state, but in the country? And what was it like preparing against uh, those kind of quarterbacks? Um, preparing for the quarterbacks that we played against, it was – we were all tough on practice. Like, we made sure we had, like, the right coverage, the right uh, draw step and all that to make sure we break on the ball when we see it to not look in the bad field, to make sure that we know how to go get the ball and play our game. Um, our coaches even put, pushed us because we, he knows how good we are, so he made it better by pushing us in every, every step of the game. Um, but there were some good quarterbacks, and um, it was just good to play them, get, get some turnovers and all that, but it was really good preparing for them and knowing what they can do. Yeah, I mean, our coaches, you know, put in great game plans. You know, they let us, you know, play a lot, you know, they don't really put in too much, you know, difficult coverage, coverage wise. But, you know, one thing about us, we're going to get, you know, a lot of pressure in the quarterback space. So that just creates a lot of, you know, uh, you know, opportunities in the back half for us. So 
Um, a lot of credit to that. But, you know, we just go into games. We're not really worried about no quarterback, no receivers like that. We just play our ball. We're not worried about nobody like that. And I think that shows a lot that we go to toe-to-toe with any four-star, three-star, any ranked quarterback, and we shut them down for the most part. But um, even with, you know, you got three-star, four-stars, and you got receivers, they're going to get a couple plays. So um, we just try to minimize those. Sometimes, you know, they pop big and, you know, they get late in the game and it's hard to make up for them. So, um, yeah. Hey, man, fair enough. And, you know, that's – I mean, honestly, y'all's chemistry was unreal. And, you know, for your coaches to allow you to just play y'all's game, that was big, you know. And, obviously, that there's a lot of credit that goes to y'all as well because y'all did play fantastic games, as good as any. I probably haven't seen as good DB play like that against, you know, that much talent in, in a really long time, probably since I was over in Texas, if I'm being completely honest with you. Um, because y'all, y'all was just on top of it. You know, there's really, truly nowhere to go. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to make this comment here because I feel like we need to address it, but we did have a lot of, you know, little TikTok and social media comments and messages being like, Oh, they're overrated. Like, you know, well, what's a couple good games. And, you know, in, because we're media, we can't exactly go out there and, like, swing back at him. But, honestly, y'all deserved uh, y'all's ranking and maybe even a little bit higher. If y'all played on different squads, y'all definitely, each of you, would have been number one uh, corners on probably 70 to 80% of the teams in Colorado, if I'm being honest with you, because uh, that's how talented y'all are. And for all of y'all to play on the same team, that's, I mean, that's next level, you know. And so, with that being said, kind of moving on here. I want to ask y'all this question, but in y'all's opinion, what are about, uh, you know, what are two or three qualities that really separated that Fountain Fort Carson defense from other defenses around the state or even the country? And this includes your position group as well. I would definitely have to say our speed. Um, our speed with the DBs is ridiculous. We got LJ, like top two, three, fastest kid in Colorado. Uh, me and Jaden Speed, we had that speed. And then Miles, we had, he has that speed and he has that length to go get the ball. Um, really, it's about our chemistry. On Like, we practice together, we play together, and, like, we try to, like, compete against each other who get the most picks, who can who can go make the most tackles. So, I mean, that's really our speed that separates everybody, and that's our communication. It's our, um, what's the word, competitiveness to go, uh, to go see who's the better corner. So we all make sure we still play our game, but we also want to see who's the best out of all of us. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with CJ, but, you know, I think it all starts with our guy in the middle, Todd Father. Y'all probably know a lot about him. I think it all starts with him. You know, he gets us, you know, in the calls, in the sets, and, you know, just the way he plays, it makes us all play, and I got to give it to him. Uh, we all trying to beat Ty to the tackle because Ty's going to be there first. So, you know, that just pushes everybody to go hard. And, you know, one thing I say about our defense is we know that we always going to be the heart of our team, you know whether offense is playing good, playing bad, you know, we bring the energy to the team. If we're having a down practice, if the defense is in our feelings, the practice is going to be terrible. You know, if we up, we up, we live, the practice is going to be great. And that just translates to game day. You know, the defense, we always going to be the loudest. We're going to be talking the most. You know, we always going to be wearing the, you know, the freshest gear. So I think we just carried a lot of swag on the defense, you know, and, you know, that's something that you got to have playing defense because, you know, you don't have bad plays, but how do you, you know, get up from that? So I think that's just one thing about us. And, you know, uh, we all just, you know, some dogs. We all trying to make the play. So once you got a whole bunch of guys trying to make the play, uh, you know, sometimes it hurts you, but then you just creating a lot of, you know, havoc, you know, a lot of people getting to the ball. And I think that's one thing that we do great. Absolutely. No, y'all's defense is definitely – one of the, um, I would say, main staples and cultures, uh, one of the stronger football cultures here in Colorado. I think when people look at, uh, you know, y'all on the schedule, they know, like, all right, no matter what, Fountain Fort Carson's going to play us tough on defense. They might even score a couple of times, too. So that's something that you got to take uh, serious. And, you know, we knew about that going into the season. Um, I want to say in our season uh, preview, we mentioned y'all as a dark horse team, like y'all are always solid on defense and definitely a threat moving forward here. And so uh, that's that's a that's a big culture thing, honestly. And so speaking of the program and the culture, you know, let's talk about the Fountain Fort Carson program as a whole. 
you know, these last couple of years, y'all have been really successful here. You know, last year in the COVID season, y'all went six and two, did come just a game short of state. And then y'all went 10 and two, I want to say, this last year for a total of 16 and four. Y'all did unfortunately lose to Montrose, but, you know, that's still kind of a deep playoff run. You know, I just want to ask y'all about the program as a whole, talking about coaches, players, the culture as well, if y'all want to expand on that. But, you know, what are some things that really separates this Fountain for Carson program from other programs in the state and country? Um, to me, I, I believe it's the fans. Um, you know, when we go out there, they, they're always loud, no matter how bad it is, no matter what's the score, they always tell us to keep pushing. They always make sure we're going hard. Um, and then the coaches, at the same point, they never let us down. I mean, sometimes we have bad bad practices, but then they tell us it's, an, it's just a bad practice, get better, and we have tomorrow to fix it. And really the program, I feel like it's our teachers. The teachers really do help us a lot. The teachers help us make sure we get our work turned in, make sure we're on the field, make sure we do all the things, and then that's the players. And then everybody that comes out for the little the little kids to the grown-ups, they always there to support us and make sure we're always good and make sure we're always doing something right. I mean, yeah, one weird thing, I don't think y'all know, but uh, me and CJ actually, you know, transferred into Fountain, so we were going to be a part of the culture. So I'm actually a Fountain native, so I grew up in Fountain, you know, going, you know, as a little peewee kid, going to the games and, you know, knowing the culture a little bit. So uh, my freshman year, I was at Palmer, you know, it was a, I, I grew up winning, you know, one thing about me and uh, CJ's little league team, bro, we were some winners, so. Uh, it was hard, you know, we went one and nine that year. I think my brother, he was there uh, my freshman year, he was a senior. So I think that year he was like, he won a second game and we beat like Mitchell. So it was just hard. So, you know, me and CJ both, you know, transferred, you know, sophomore year uh, to uh, Fountain, you know, CJ didn't get to play varsity, you know, his sophomore year. I did, you know, you know, by the grace of God, I did. I skipped past Chassa, you know, Chassa is a different level when it comes to them transfers, but uh, you know, the culture is great, I found. You ain't going to find nothing else like that. Um, you're not going to find nothing else like it. You're not going to find fans that come out support, a community that supports, you know, the football team like that. You ain't going to find another nicer stadium, you know, south of I-25 like ours. Um, so, you know, it's just a great culture. You know, you got kids, you know, that love each other. You know, we're a military school, so we know, you know, what every kid is going through with that. So we just got a lot of, you know, culture and family around us here at Fountain. Hey, no, I feel that. I like how y'all both mentioned the fans and um, and then obviously the stadium as well. Let me put some respect on that stadium. I think I did on our story, but it's nice. Uh, I, I didn't know Fountain had it like that because I so I played over at Doherty. And so I know all about Palmer's like, you know, program and when I have some friends who went there and uh, that's that's unfortunate that their program just hasn't quite like found that footing yet. Um, for a while now, actually, for a couple of decades now. But Fountain for Carson has really emerged as that, um, you know, kind of as that program in school, a very solid program in school down south over there. That's uh, been growing and that's been taking in, like, great players like y'all. And, you know, I mean, y'all stadium is extremely nice. I And it's y'all stadium, too. Y'all don't have to share with nobody, I don't think. Is that right? Just want to make sure. No, we, we don't share with no one. No, it's just us. Okay. This is our stadium. Lucky, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if only I had a stadium to myself playing high school football, it'd be – that just sounds nice. That's a yeah. good life. <laughs> especially here in Colorado where everyone has to share, basically. For real, for real. Though. Especially in the springs. I don't know why they do that. D20 and D11. I, I am calling them out. But, no, y'all stadium is nice. And, I mean, I think it definitely um, – it goes to show that there's something about playing for pride out there, you know, when you have a community that supports you, when you have your own stadium, not just your own stadium, but like probably arguably a top three stadium in the entire state of Colorado. And yeah, y'all's fan base is something else. I really enjoyed the atmosphere at that playoff game. It's, you know, it's something to build upon. And I think that says a lot about uh, y'all's program moving forward. But, you know, with that being said, I'm going to ask you one last question about y'all's program before we kind of talk about some other things here. But, you know, obviously y'all are seniors, y'all are graduating this year. But, you know, what are some guys to know about uh, on this Bounce Carson team that, um, you know, might be the future 
um, for next year and in the following seasons? What are some guys we should know about here? I mean, to start off, you always got to talk about, but, you know, she class 2023, you know, he's going he's gonna to be a beast next year, most definitely. And then, really, you got, I feel like you got Tavian, Tavian Tooley, that quarterback. I, he, he's getting better every year, and I feel like this year he, he's going to be way better than what everybody thinks and what everybody says. And he's going to do way better than um, than the comments or whatever or, or the haters say. Um, then our wide receivers, Darian and Keenan, um, they stepped up this year, helping us with the main roles, the wide receiver core. And then I feel like it's going to be the running back, uh, K. Smith. He's going to be a beast this year, too, as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, Ty, Ty going to do his thing. You know, we all know about Ty. You know, we call him the hair. You know, once you see the hair, you know who he is. Uh, Ty, you got, you know, Josiah in the tight end. Once he catches the ball, go look at his yards after catch. You know, go look at the stats. You know, a lot of people want to hate on Fountain, but, you know, no one wants to look at the defense and be like, we had a turnover every game. No one wants to look at that stat. Show me another team that has a turnover every game. But, you know, a lot of people on our defense, you know, you know, you got Madrid, you know, you got a lot of, you know, uh, AJ. AJ, he's Q's cousin, so uh, he's he, he's on the right and narrow. So that kid is going to be nice. He's only a sophomore. He started on our defense. So it was a big part. So, you know, you look at him, he's going to be nice. You know, Tavian, too, once he – you know, once he becomes a little more comfortable, you know, he's going to be a dog. You know, look at how much he progressed and he, how much he's able to run the ball now. You know, go look at that before y'all start hating on, you know, Fallon and stuff. But, um, you know, you got a lot of kids down there, but, you know, no one wants to come and look at our kids and, you know, see what we have to offer, you know. Uh, and they want to hate on us talking about we overrated, you know, but want to stay up here in North, you know, North of I-25 and then, and don't want to come look at our kids and, you know, no one knows about us. Hey, that's facts, man. I mean, they're going to pay attention. They're going to figure it out eventually, you know. And um, I actually want to talk about Tavion Tooley just real quick here before we move on here. I was personally really impressed with how far he's come because last year, uh, well, last year he gave the ball off to Q Jones a lot, which is not, I mean, Q is Q. <laughs> you know, we had him on the show and he was an absolute beast. So I understand that this year. You know, he made some, uh, you know, he made some really good, uh, you know, progressions and upgrades moving forward, especially in that playoff game. He threw a couple really nice deep balls that were impressive. And so he's somebody that we definitely got our radar on. And, um, you know, as a squad in general, I mean, Fountain Fort Carson is going to stay tough, you know, and so we'll, we'll keep that in mind for sure. And I think, uh, you know, our listeners better be paying attention as well because y'all aren't just going to disappear. But uh, with that being yeah. said, you know, let's uh, – this is probably, I guess, the last kind of high schoolish question here. But, you know, both of y'all obviously participated with Team Full Gorilla. For those, for the listeners who don't know who Team Full Gorilla is, they're the premier, like, seven-on-seven um, football team here in Colorado, the best in Colorado tryout. And then they travel with them. Pretty much all expenses are paid except for uniforms, I want to say. We've talked personally to the Team Full Gorilla coaches. We met them at multiple games. They're great dudes. But, you know, obviously you both uh, participated with TFG. You know, I just want to ask you, how did they elevate your game and prepare you for each season of high school football here? Um, to be honest, Jaden was the one that uh, helped me get the Team Full Gorilla. I didn't know nothing about Team Full Gorilla. And then Jaden said, you should join the 7 on 7 team. So, you know, I went to tryouts. But um, the thing that helps me a lot is, like, those are the best kids in Colorado. Those are the best wide receivers, linebackers, quarterback, corners, all that. And so, you know, going against them every every week, every every day, it makes you know like what your technique is, how many uh, how many yards you got to go, how many back, uh, how far your backpedal got to be. And then the coaches, they a coach he really helped me. Um, but it was really going just traveling across the world, seeing other kids' opponents, and just like facing them and becoming better, and just going against the best. And just know if you want to be the best, you got to go against the best. So that was probably the best seven on seven team for growth I will ever be part of. Yeah, obviously, you know, you're going against you know the best kids out there. You know, Anthony played for them, paid in the team. You know, a lot of kids that y'all put on the list. Just for like corners, I don't know if y'all came out with receivers yet, but a lot of kids that y'all put on the corners list is on the team. So that just speaks, you know, highly, you know, how much they do. But even with that, you know, I'm obviously CJ talked about the talent, but I'm going to just talk about, you know, mentally, you know, mentally you're going to go to, you know, pylon. I don't know if y'all ever been to a pylon camp. 
you know, you go to, you know, my high shootout. We the best team in, you know, Colorado, seven on seven team. I don't care what C Wild talking about. I don't care what Premier talking about. I don't care what no other team talking about. We the best. Some teams don't even want to play us in Colorado because they don't want to lose that, you know, argument that they the best, but they don't play us. But, you know, confidence-wise, you're playing the best kids. You're going against five stars that committed to Alabama, you know, at these tournaments. You got kids committed to LSU. You got an old lineman that's committed to uh, – I think he was committed to, like uh, – I think he was going to LSU, too, and he's out there getting his. But, you know, that just helps with your confidence, too, especially playing DB. You know, they throwing the ball 100% of the time. You know, they're going to get a good catch, a good moss, and, you know, just going to tournaments, you know, going to practice, too. You know, that just builds your confidence, you know, next play mentality, you know. But even with that, you know, Team Fulgarella helps a lot, a lot. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I, I'd have to agree. The best of the best go there and until proven otherwise. That's that's just kind of how it is. And, you know, well, I don't know when this interview is going to drop. I'm not even going to lie to you. But we, as in Cody my, and myself and our other co-host, Mason, are definitely going to be uh, hitting those Team Full Gorilla tryouts here in a couple of weeks and checking that out because that's just a great opportunity to get exposed as well. I would imagine, you know, obviously you're competing against the best talent in the country, but, you know, you're also competing against some of the best in the state as well. I know I'm sure y'all probably went one on one with Terrence Ferguson, who's over at Oregon right now, getting snaps at uh, as, as a freshman, actually. I'm pretty sure. I tell a funny story about Terrence. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> Uh, Terrence, that's my guy. And I, one thing about, you know, me is I'm like one-on-ones. I love him seven-on-seven. Seven. I'm going to be the loudest. I'm going to be talking the most, you know, junk. But Terrence, man, he really got me. He's the one that really, like, humbled. Like, first one I ever met at TFG. And he was the one that really humbled. I think I picked him off, you know, first rep, like, ever going against him. You know, Luke, Luke threw the ball, and I, like, picked him off. It was, like, a little cover, too, and I, like, you know, you know, baited him to throw, and I picked him off. And then we were at, like, some seven-on-seven. Seven. It was, like, his team against mine, and he was just bossing me dirty, like, three times. But, you know, Terrence, that's going to be a dog, too. And he's so, like, bro is huge. Y'all should see him in person. Bro is, you know, pretty, pretty huge. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Hey, Terrence Ferguson's that dude, man. There's a reason why he's – uh you know, getting the reps he is getting over at Oregon, you know, right now. And even last year, not even last year, like the past couple of years, he's, he's a dog for sure. But no, I got you, man. That's that's funny. But I mean, t- if it's anybody, it's, you know, it's Terrence Ferguson. He's I mean, shoot, he might be one of the best receivers to come out of Colorado in recent history, to be completely real with you. But I got you. All right, then. Well, hey, uh, I'm going to go ahead and um, kind of swing this back to Cody here. He has a couple more questions about y'all's future, and I'm sure he has some comments about that as well. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I appreciate the the TFG uh, stories and, uh, you know, Terrence Ferguson, you know, and the humility you have in, in selling that, because if that was me, I probably wouldn't talk about it. So I respect that for sure. And uh, just a testament to the talent that you guys get to face over there. I mean, good Lord, the majority of our top cornerback list was team full gorilla guys, you know, the, the Caden Rulos, the Dante Capolongos, you too as well. So, you know, shout out to team full gorilla for just pumping that much talent and uh, into the state of Colorado and improving you guys and taking that to a national scale and bringing it back here to Colorado. And then I just got to mention, you know, I don't think we've had like any other high school interview talk about how important their fans are to their program. So, you know, I just wanted to shout out the Fountain program and you brought that up and it kind of jogged my memory a little bit. Uh, Mason and I actually attended your guys' game against Mesa Ridge and uh, those boys at Mesa Ridge. It felt like you guys had home field advantage on the road because your guys' fans were so loud. There was one guy with a blow horn that was going crazy and he was cracking me up uh, on that Fountain side. So, you know, great fan base and I have to agree with you guys. And, you know, we need more fan bases like that in Colorado. I think just in general, a lot of people, you know, they don't block off their Friday nights for Colorado football, even though it's must watch football, especially with talent like you guys. So, you know, come on, Colorado, get to it. But anyways, talking about you guys and the national talent you guys faced, we said it on our episode ourselves. We think you guys are division one football players, pretty clear cut and dry. And, you know, we we kind of looked through your Twitter and, you know, we, we disagree with the lack of offers and stuff. And we just kind of want to ask you guys, you know, 
how the recruiting journey has been for y'all and I guess just kind of what kind of tools have been available to you and then kind of what things you would say haven't been as accessible and, you know, some things that you might have changed, you know, prior to the recruiting journey that might have changed a little bit now that you're on, you know, kind of the in the thick of it, I would say. Um, you know, truly, it's been a little, a little difficult. You being a senior, you haven't, like, got, like, any offers yet, still talking to coaches. But, I mean, it's God's plan. When God wants to give me an offer, he's going to give me an offer. I'm not really stressing over it. It's God's plan. But, um, as, as I mean, I wish I just, like, knew about the recruiting a lot my, my, my junior year because, like, I didn't really know how to get your name out there. I didn't know I really see a film. But, like, when I started seeing the film, it was, like, already the start of football season. So, I mean, but I'm not really mad about it. I mean, I know God's got me an offer soon. I know he's got me. So, I mean, I'm just waiting for the offer, but it's been really, it's been a little difficult, but I'm still having patience and just ready for that offer. Yeah, I mean, I'm blessed. I'm not going to say, you know, recruiting's bad for me. I got like eight, eight offers, something like that right now. You know, a lot of, a lot of NAIA, D2, D3, um, but, you know, Recruiting starting to blow up a little bit for me. I'm not going to say really blow it up like a lot of kids, you know, but, you know, you know, recruiting's hard, man. I ain't going to say it's easy, man. It's a real stressful deal, man. Like every day you question your, you know, question yourself, like, am I really good enough? You know, is this really what I want to, you know, do for the next four or five years of my life? But, you know, it's something I really want to do, something I'm really passionate about. And, you know, just something I wish I knew was just how much you really got to be at these camps, you know, you know, DMing, emailing coaches like every day, like even if they don't answer, you know, hit them up like, you know, the next day and the next day today answer. You know, a lot of these coaches are getting like thousands on thousands of emails. And, you know, you just got to know like in the recruiting business, you know, there's another kid out there that's, you know, faster than you, might be stronger than you, might got more stats than you. So, you know, what are you going to bring that's, you know, different than that kid? Because, you know, their portfolio might be better than yours. So, you know, what are your grades looking like? So, you know, that's something I do. You know, I got like three, four, three cumulative GPA. It's probably going to be like a three, six now since we just finished this semester. So, um, you know, I'm pretty up there with my grades. So, you know, what what on that part of your grades, you know, that's a big thing too, you know. But I wish I just knew how much you got to be at these camps and get on campus because, you know, January is coming now. You know, uh, the next signing day is like February. And that's when a lot of coaches, uh, I feel like, uh, you know, are just stressing me out about, you know, committing you know then january is when all the visits are coming around so it's like some coaches might not get you know me at the on the campus so you know what is that going to be like to them you know what's the attitude going to be towards me so you know a lot of that too and you don't want to you know offend any coaches because you always want to keep you know want to keep you know uh what do they call it you know just keep your uh network you know network because you never know what might have happen you know like i said with my shoulder they might find out about my shoulder and be like yeah, bro, we need to pull your scholarship. So, you know, recruiting's a business, man. You know, it's more than just a business, you know. It's it's gritty out here. So, you know, if you want to really do this, man, you really got to have some, you know, some talks with yourself, talks with your family. And, yeah. Hey, and we appreciate the insight and the advice because, you know, it's all about helping, helping the next guys have it a little bit easier. You know, that's kind of the same philosophy that parents operate on you know they want it easier for their kids we want it easier for each generation of these you know colorado athletes and we just think that colorado athletes in general get pretty overlooked because we're not a quote-unquote football state or whatever they want to say but there's plenty of talent right here in the rockies and uh you know i i think uh you guys searching for your chance you're going to get your chance and you guys are going to prove your worth uh as long as you get on the field on that next level and if you believe in yourselves then we believe in you too. You know, you guys are legit. We've watched, we watched a lot of cornerback film, uh, both of, you know, like college guys between last year and this year and just seeing some of the other corners. And uh, it's just been tough in general, I think for corners in this state, you know, you look at the rest of our list and most of the guys are getting like preferred walk-ons, not even scholarship opportunities at a lot of these other schools. So, you know, just stay on your grind and uh, keep reaching out. You guys will get that shot. Because, you know, they're... Can I say one thing about, about that, though? About, like, PWOs or just in Colorado? Yeah. yeah, just about that. You know, a lot of this, too, is, like, COVID. When I say COVID has messed, like, so much up, you know, with recruiting, like, it really has. And just one thing, you know, 
you know, with me, it's like, and probably CJ too, it's like, you, you go to these camps, like I went to South Dakota uh, State, you know, they were just in the F FCS semifinals against Minot State. You know, the coaches are sitting there like, bro, like we want to offer you, but you know, we don't know who's coming back, who's leaving and stuff like that. And, you know, you know, I just got off the coach with the phone with the coach yesterday. He's like, yeah, bro, the only reason we're not offering you is because we don't, we, we ended up over recruiting. So a lot of these, you know, big time FCS schools, FBF schools, a lot of these FCS schools, y'all look at it, they're going to get a lot of kids that could be power five because these power fives have over recruited and they, these kids are division one athletes. So they're going to end up falling at these FCS schools because the FBS is over recruiting the FCS, you know, they get in these talent and they are just hungry for it. They haven't seen it because they're not at the FBS level. So it's like, and then the D2 level, they're going to get filled with a lot of talent. And, you know, Juco, D3 too. So, you know, just looking at it too, like COVID has messed up roster spots. You get a lot of kids that are coming back for six years. Like, that's just crazy to have kids come back for six years. So, you know, that too is just messing up a lot. So, yeah, I just wanted to add that in about, you know, COVID and roster No, that's a great point to bring up. And Simon and I, we actually went to a workout at with a athlete success coach. And there are a couple of guys working out there who just stayed home this year because, you know, it's like we don't have a scholarship for you this year. We got one for you next year, which is crazy because it's even happening. You know, like you said, on those higher levels, one of those guys was an SMU guy. And, you know, he's just waiting on that kind of like that spot, so to speak, to be open. And you said, like you said, the eligibility, this is something that, you know, recruits need to consider. And Simon and I talked about it. Uh, just sprinkled throughout like our request episodes, especially selling, especially, you know, your guys' class of 22 and then, you know, 23, 24, it's going to take a couple of years to work itself out. So you almost have to send more messages, uh, make more film, do more like uh, off season workout stuff and, and post it. Simon, I saw you unmuted. Did you want to chip in there? Yeah. I just wanted to add on to that. I know it's been a really long time, since we've talked about that situation, but we talked about it uh, kind of in the off season. And I know we've gained a couple more fans since then. Look, I'm just going to be real. We have, well, we have a friend who's a college coach right now. And he told us straight up, we have maybe for this year, as in 2021, 2022, this class, he said, we have maybe two or three spots, two or three. And that's on the NAIA level for D1. That's probably a little bit tighter. I know for some colleges, it might be a little bit different and whatnot. And obviously you don't want to, I mean, I could imagine if you're a college program, you don't want to get to the point where it's like, Hey man, you know, senior, like fifth year, sixth year, senior, when, when you go leave, cause that's not, that's never a good idea. And so look, I mean, spots everywhere is tough and that's reality. You know, that's just COVID. And obviously before that, I mean, to make it, to the next level it's tough but even now it's tough as well and so really all i gotta say you know it comes down to how much you trust yourself how much you're willing to sacrifice for it because you know if you and it, you know it's it's a tough conversation to have but you know i think it's definitely something worth having like you said you know i mean it's it comes down to that sometimes but you know everything works out you know if it's meant to work out it'll work out yeah. if you're talented enough you know coaches will find you and you know if uh, if a coach doesn't want to recruit you and whatnot uh, or maybe if they can't recruit you then you know you'll find a way to get it done regardless you know and so it's just yeah. it's a tough situation it's about being mentally tough right now if I'm just being completely honest with you and so that's that's all I wanted to kind of interject here just because it's I mean I know it's tough out there we you've seen both sides from the recruiting side and from the coach's side and it's uh it's not the greatest. Like, I'm just going to be real. So, yeah. Yeah, and even with that, I just want to add one more thing, and we're going to get off the topic of recruiting just because, you know, recruiting just been on my mind so much lately. But a lot of, this, a lot of these teams out here are going to, you know, at D2 level, you know, even like D1, FBS, FCS, a lot of these teams are building their teams off the transfer portal. If y'all go look how many kids are in the transfer portal, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, that's just taking away from scholarship from, you know, high school kids. Like, why should I go take this high school kid that I'm going to have to nurture, you know, build to the college life, you know, nurture them into being a college athlete? It's different. It's a different world than being in high school. So, you know, I go get this kid out the transfer portal. He got, you know, three, four years of eligibility left. I can, I can, I can have this kid playing by, you know, fall. So I'm going to go get this kid over this high school kid. So, you know, the transfer portal too. So, 
you know, if I'm going to just say one more thing, you know, piece of advice, you know, if you a kid, you got to stay humble. You got to stay working. You know, there's there can't be an off day for you. If you're trying to get to the next level, you got to be somewhere doing something every day. So that's just one piece of advice, because there's another kid out there working just as hard as you for that spot. You're not the only one. So, you know, just stay humble, stay hungry, you know, and that. Yeah. All all good things to bring up. And uh, we appreciate the conversation. You know, it's a dialogue that needs to happen and seeing all perspectives of it for sure, uh, just as far as what recruiting looks like and whatnot. But, you know, there, there's options. And uh, yeah, like like Jaden said, stay working, stay humble. But, you know, at the end of the day, too, don't let it be, you know, live or die by, by football. You know, you could always try walking on somewhere or, you know, just going and getting an education wherever the opportunity is best. You know, if you have a bigger scholarship for grades at one school than you do getting like a partial scholarship for football at one school, too. You know, just weigh your options. And like Jaden said, talk to your family, uh, seek that, you know, next level advice to figure that out. But, uh, you know, talking about we kind of covered this recruiting thing here. Now we're kind of getting towards the end of the interview and maybe the more uh, sentimental and personal part of the interview. But, you know, we know that y'all have had a teammate. You guys mentioned him earlier in this interview who's been battling some things over the holidays and we just want to ask if you guys mind talking about him, his situation, and ways that PMC fam and listeners can help. Um, yeah, Miles McClarity, he's a he's a strong person. I know he's very quiet though. He doesn't talk as much as everybody else on the team, but we know he's always there. He's a, he's a person that we love deeply, and we know that he's gonna get through it. Uh, um, I pray about it every night and make sure that. He's okay. I prayed a lot about it. But uh, Miles, he's a strong person. I know he's going to get through it. I know he, he has everybody in the school, and especially on the team, uh, working with it. We always send him no cards. We always post it on our story and make sure he knows that we got him. But Miles, he, he, he's a special person to everybody on the team. He, he's always there for somebody. Even when, like, if you need a hug, he's always there. He's always going to check on, up on you. doesn't matter what situation you're in. He's a, he's a great person, and I love him so much. That's my dog. Yeah, I mean, you know, just going off what CJ said, I mean, before we talk about now, I just think this shows, you know, athletes think that sometimes, you know, they got this this made and, you know, this just shows that, you know, this stuff could get taken from you in a heartbeat. Just like that, you know, your, your football, love, dreams, passion could be just taken from you like that. So, you know, go hard as much as you can. And, you know, Miles, that's just one thing he did, you know, practice, you know, sometimes, you know, he, we all have our days at practice, but, you know, Miles is always going to go hard, you know, on the field. He's going to go hard. And, you know, one thing about Miles is, you know, we didn't know that, you know, at the Montrose game that he had what he had, if that's when it started. I don't know yet, but, you know, you know, that game, you could just tell something was off with the whole team, but especially with Miles and, you know, him being my other safety, I'm extra, I'm extra hard on every single DB, but, you know, my safeties, you know, I'm extra hard on them. So I'm just extra hard on him that game, you know, that's something I had to look at myself, you know, sometimes you don't got to be so hard on people when they having bad days. And, you know, that was just something that just stuck with me, you know, like, what if, you know, he was gone and, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, what would his last memory of me be, you know, we at the Montrose game and, you know, Jaden is just grilling me and, you know, I can't play because, you know, I came down with leukemia, but, you know, one thing about, you know, Miles is, you know, he's not going to take no plays off, you know, he's a humble kid, you know, he stays in the church. That's one thing about him. He stays in the church. Um, so, you know, he got a loving family. His family is like mine. So, um, you know, you know, Miles, you know, I feel bad every day. You know, what if that was me? You know, you know. So, yeah, it's a touchy subject, though. But we love Miles. And I think you asked, you know, how I was your help. You know, he's back at home now. He's good. You know, uh, he's walking around. You know, I was talking to his sister and they they should be starting uh, the, the treatment soon. I think it's called chemo. If I'm if I'm right, I don't know too much about, you know, uh cancer stuff like that but he should be starting his chemo soon if they don't find any more you know cells of the leukemia so um he's a fighter though and i just pray to god every day you know that they let him have his uh, you know his senior year you know that senior year you know that's something special that you hold to your heart for forever so i just hope that he gets to play that senior year yeah um we we obviously hope the same and uh you guys know uh, we we DM'd you as soon as we found out uh, about everything, and 
you know, Miles, we're in his corner, we're in your guys' corner. And, you know, I just want to thank you guys for, you know, just this interview, how real you guys have been the whole time and your vulnerability, you know, it's very hard and to, to talk about a lot of these things, but you guys are very mature, um, just in general. And I, I'm, I speak for Simon too, I'm assuming when I say we have a ton of respect and love for you guys. Uh, you know, obviously it's fun watching your guys' film, fun watching your guys' game and all that stuff. But now really getting to know you, I could say that it's a huge pleasure to have you guys on the show just in general. And uh, we have a lot of love for you guys too. And, you know, now that we're kind of getting towards the end of this interview, you know, we just want to give you guys some time to shout out anyone who's been important to your academic or athletic career. This could be friends, family, coaches, uh, fellow players alike, just uh, however much space you guys need to express your gratitude because, you know, I'm very grateful for you guys and anyone who's been a part of your guys' life to, you know, help share this moment with Simon and I, they're also important to us as well. So uh, whoever you guys want to shout out here and however you want to shout them out, go for it. Uh, truly, I have to say my family first and foremost, but I, oh, I'm sorry. I have to thank God. You know, he's the, re he's the only reason I'm here. He's the only reason I'm in this place, God and Jesus. That's first and foremost. Uh, family, dad, mom, and sister, they always pushed me hard. Even when I was young, they always made sure I kept my grades up. I kept, kept keep working out every day. I, I keep just had that right mentality. That I'm going to do something in life, going to make it. And then I got to give it up to Jarvis, uh, one of my trainers. He, he helped me get to this corner. He helped me make, make me be a, a better person. And my other trainer, Coach Will, and uh, the coaches I had, Pee Wee, all of them coaches, they really helped me a lot. Um, but truly, um, I, had, I, have, I, I have had a lot of people that helped me get here where I am. But most likely me. Um, I got to give it to me. I always say, CJ, get up. You know, you got to work harder every day. You got to make sure that you want to be the best person and keep pushing. It's your, like, it's your dream. Make sure it comes true. But uh, my family, God, Jesus, and my trainers, they're, they're the reason I'm here every day. I just keep pushing hard to make it. Yeah, like CJ said, first and foremost, you know, giving honor to God, I would be nothing, you know, for him. And, you know, the things that I have right now and I'm blessed with is all because of him. And, you know, you know, then my parents, you know, second, I haven't always been a great child. CJ probably knows, you know, my story, but, you know, I haven't always been, you know, the best child to them. And, you know, I just thank them, you know, that they're still here for me. You know, a lot of parents, you know, doing what I've done, you know, a lot of kids, you know, would have, you know, went on their way and, you know, been in the streets, you know, and lived a different lifestyle. But my parents, you know, always stuff on me. So I thank them, you know, I thank God for them. And then, you know, like CJ mentioned, our trainer Jarvis, uh, I've been training with him for like some years now. So that's basically my aunt to me. So I'm, there was, you know, when COVID all happened, I was with him on the field like two times a day. So, you know, you know, sometimes he doesn't even charge you for his training. So that just shows, you know, how it really is. And, you know, just to give him a shout out on uh, Instagram, if y'all look it up, it should be, you know, his name, Jarvis Harad. If y'all look it up, and then it should be under I'm Possible uh, PT. So if y'all look him up and there's a, uh, on the I'm possible there's a you know an underscore in, in between the I and M so if y'all look him up you know he's in the Colorado Springs area training kids training grown ups you know I know he does a lot of programs for grown ups too so um, you know give a shout out to him and then you know give a shout out to all the coaches I found you know so um, you know I love them you know they took me in like family so you know just giving them you know they they respect and they dues. But um, also, you know, giving a shout out to my boy CJ, you know, my whole team at Fountain. I love y'all. Um, you know, sometimes we got some bad blood uh, with each other, but, you know, they know I love all them boys down there. I see everything, you know. I always tell them, like, if I'm extra hard on you, it's because I see something in you. And I don't want you to, you know, get your talent just go to waste. So, you know, giving a shout out to all my boys down there at Fountain, you know. Um, and then, you know, if y'all don't know about us, you know, come down to Fountain, see what we're really about before y'all get on the net and start talking about us. Um, you know, even if you think we overrated, man, I'm never scared. We can go to the field. We can run the one-on-ones, you know, do what we got to do to see if you, if I'm really overrated. You know, a lot of these kids, you know, I'm going to go ahead and talk my little, my little piece. You know, a lot of these kids wouldn't have a lot of these offers if it wasn't for their parents or, you know, a lot of these, you know, uh, recruiting centers that they go to. 
uh, they wouldn't have a lot of that uh, offers because I've seen a lot of these kids at these camps and, you know, they out here, you know, fumbling on drills and stuff like that. And, you know, you get to talking about how good you are, but, you know, let's really see if you really like that. But, you know, once again, just giving praise to the most high, you know, I love, love my Lord and Savior. And I thank y'all too for having me on here. Um, so yeah, appreciate y'all. Oh, I want to steer the pot right now. I kind of do. Cody, you're, I can't hear you, Cody. I don't know what's going on, Brett. <laughs> oh, I, I was about to say, I also want to, uh, there is a name that jumped to my mind for sure, who's definitely uh, overhyped and over-recruited. Uh, we part- literally talked about this last week. We literally talked about it. Like, can this dude beat any of the Fountain for Carson boys? Answer's no. The answer's so, no. We don't. <laughs> Should we? <laughs> uh, Hey, I'm, I'm gonna just say this. I'm gonna just say this. Hey, hey, hey I, well, we can talk about it. We can talk about it offline. But I'm gonna say this, like on the record, right here. Um, and I can't say this because I graduated from there. But Northern Colorado, Cody graduated from Northern Colorado too. Y'all gotta start paying better attention, especially Southside. Y'all, they don't give any Southside kids any sort of love, which is wild because it's Colorado. McCaffrey oh, loves Denver boys. That's fine. Going, like two and eight, so. Yeah, he loves his Denver boys, but he ain't he ain't about that life when it comes south side. So that's all I'm gonna go and say there, you know. But I, I'm hey, some fans for Carson boys, some toughness in that UNC secondary could have, uh, you know, could have prevented us from getting rocked in the Big Sky, which is arguably the best FCS program or uh, conference uh, out there. But that's all I'm gonna say now. We could talk about it offline for sure, but. I, I, I had to say that. I had to say that because I really feel you on that because I know what Fountain's all about, you know, knowing homies from there and, you know, being – well, I'm still in the Springs, but, you know, being uh, – you know, knowing some dudes over there, and I rock with it. Personally, I rock with it. So, no, nah, I, I like it for sure. But all right, boys, we really appreciate y'all coming on to the show, man, uh, giving us a lot of insight and really putting on Fountain for Carson and what y'all do over there. Legitimately, I think y'all are one of the best programs in the entire state, and it's only a matter of time before y'all get that ring. But, hey, I just wanted to say thank you uh, to both of y'all for coming on to the show. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Thank y'all for having us. Yeah, thank y'all for having us, for real. We appreciate it. Hey, absolutely, man. And, you know, we're always rooting for y'all and we got y'all whenever. But, you know, that'll wrap up this episode of the Playmakers Corner Podcast. Make sure to follow us on all of our social medias. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok uh, at Playmakers Corner. Also, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll probably be doing some streaming stuff and posting some extra content there. Um, And, yeah, and if you are listening to us on a major streaming platform, that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Go ahead and give us a good rating. I know on Spotify you could give ratings now. Um, not written reviews yet, but you can give ratings. So go ahead and show us some love there uh, on Apple Podcasts. Same thing. And then, you know, write, write good stuff over there. We'll, uh, we'll probably do a reading of those eventually. But um, thank you so much, and uh, we'll catch you all later.